Hello, and welcome to the Coffee with Crane podcast. I'm your logistics barista, Joseph Patrick. In this piping hot podcast series, we're going to be bringing you freshly roasted market updates from the world of logistics. In this fully caffeinated episode, we're going to be meeting with Bahar Ryder, Crane Worldwide Logistics Director of Ocean Product. Thank you for joining us here on Coffee with Crane, Bahar. Thank you so much for having me. So, uh, what have you brought to our logistics cafe today? So, for starters, I'd like to put up a chart on the screen where um, you'll see the current global scheduled reliability. Okay. So, scheduled reliability in August went up to 46.2%, which is the largest improvement in 2022. This number is now the fourth consecutive month that scheduled reliability has improved month to month. Well, that's some good news to start things off. Can you share with us some additional schedule related updates? Absolutely. So here's a chart that helps explain the global average delay for late vessel arrivals. As you can see, Joseph, the average delay for late vessel arrivals has been dropping severely in the past few months. In August of 2022, the number is closer to 2020 than the extremely high delays that we had in August 2021. All right. Most excellent. Now let's move over to the United States port operations. Uh, What updates do you have for us there? Quite a lot, actually. So operations back to normal as of October 1st after we had Hurricane Ian Mm. uh, on the East Coast. There will be approximately three days delay on schedule due to high number of vessels waiting at anchor. Ports and terminals that were affected by Hurricane Ian are Tampa, Miami, Port Everglades, Jacksonville, Savannah, Charleston, Norfolk, and Baltimore. Now I want to go a little bit into other ports as well. Okay. New York, we have 10 container vessels waiting for berth at Anchorage. All terminals report high berth utilization with steady terminal yard utilization. Import Duel is currently running an average of around 6.7 days. New York terminals have been dealing with high empty volume, which is causing more congestion as well. Carriers have been trying to clear that up for the past few months also. Uh, Moving to Norfolk, we have uh, currently two vessels waiting outside of the port. Waiting time is stable at this time. Charleston, we have three vessels waiting since last week, since the hurricane. Savannah. Currently, there's no vessel waiting at Anchorage due to last week's hurricane. So let's move on to Houston port. 18 vessels are waiting at Anchorage right now. Export allocation is closely monitored based on vessels allocation. Once the allocation is met, no container is accepted for the respective vessel. The port continues to allow export receiving for one vessel at a time in a service. This basically impacts the number of days for receiving due to scheduling delays. Port of Houston moves import containers to the rail yard to make space on the terminal for working vessels. Let's go to West Coast. So Oakland, 12 vessels waiting at Anchorage. Overall, the import volume is high. A number of vessels working is causing birth delays. Seattle and Tacoma, birthing delays can be up to nine days at the moment. They are still experiencing congestion. 18 vessels scheduled for this week with five currently waiting at Anchorage. Average waiting time is around two days and current dwell time is 3.6 days for import cargo. Undocked rail dwell is down to 7.3 days. I wanna talk about blank sailings as well as capacity reductions a little bit. Let's pop in another chart to show what I am about to share. Okay. Generally, blank sailing is the carrier's preferred way of matching supply with demand. During 2020 and 2021, carriers have struggled to maintain capacity in line with demand. Vessels were full, causing terminals and ports being congested, and vessels started to get stuck outside of port. 
This level of port congestion meant that carriers could not fulfill their weekly departure obligations, which led to more blank sayings. I see. However, in the past few months, demand has slowed down. In addition, vessels are not fully utilized and freight rates have been dropping, especially for some of the major trade lanes. This year, container carriers announced 48 blank sailings before the Golden Week on October 1st. Let's talk about the overall supply chain for a moment and how it's related to inflation. About a year ago, we were dealing with import delays along with rising freight costs. We're now dealing with too much inventory in warehouses and retailers are talking about discounting goods to clear their warehouses. Good news is that supply chain pressure is improving, but the supply chain crunch is not over yet. The ocean freight cost for U.S. cargo is about 35% higher than it was in 2019. In the meantime, U.S. imports remain high. According to the studies from Descartes, uh, U.S. imports in August were flat versus July and up 18% versus August 2019. Currently, the number of vessels waiting outside of the U.S. ports is uh, around 109 which is lower than a year ago, but still far above pre-COVID normal in the single digits. The imbalance of supply chain now is based on the overordering of products and port congestion caused by fear of um, ILWU strike, which has diverted trade and created bottlenecks. Trade data basically gives us insight into some expectation. According to the reports, we know orders have been down and as a result, we've seen freight rates fall and blank sailings increase. So this year will go down as the year of labor. Those who are responsible for the movement of trade are now doing whatever they can to be heard. Just a few weeks ago, we were preparing for a strike in the US by the the railroad workers. Fortunately, they were able to reach an agreement and uh, resumed operations immediately. I'm sure you've seen it on news. If a rail strike had happened, it would have been the first in more than 30 years at the cost of $2 billion in lost economics output every day. In addition, in Europe, the labor strikes have slowed down the supply chain in Germany and UK both. I sure hope things keep improving and moving forward. Uh, That marketing mocha you just served up was uh, exactly what we needed. Thanks for all you do. My pleasure. Thank you for having me, Joseph. And thank you, dear listener, for joining us in this episode of Coffee with Crane. For even more logistics lowdown, go to craneww.com and look through the Knowledge Center page where you'll find marketing updates, industry news, trade advisory notices, and much more. So, until next time, I'll have a hot cup waiting for you right here on the next episode of Coffee with Crane. Goodbye now.